Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This song was cooler when we was illegal, you know? It was like edgy to be singing about taking hits from a bong. Yeah, right? Now it's like allowed all over Canada and half the United States, it would appear. I never really fully, like, mastered the hit from the bong. You know, there's too much coordination going on. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta like, suck and then you gotta pop the little, uh, like, uh, what do you do? You gotta the, pop the, the, the top. Little, and then the air goes through, and the, every oh. bong is different. And then you ever yeah. get bong water splash back oh. in your face? It's disgusting. Bong water is almost as bad as <laughs> dip water. Oh. oh! But dip water is mixed with spit. Bong yeah. water tends to be just like a little bit of uh, condensation from people's mouths and then <laughs> lots of weed going through it. Yeah, bongs were never my thing. I've certainly taken a hit from a bong uh, at some, you know, a few times here and there, but that wasn't never my jam. No. Well, because I'm also a little germ-phobic, and I didn't like putting my mouth on something that it, it was being passed around the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you ever see one of those, like, homemade ones where somebody took, like, sure. a two-liter jug yeah. that you would mix, like, uh, some frozen concentrated juice in, and then you take, like, a two-liter bottle of pop, and you mm. put it on top? Yeah, no, I saw all kinds of things. Uh, bottle tokes, you know, the bottles oh, with the yeah. holes in it where you put a little piece of hash on a cigarette and then pop it in the hole at the bottom of the bottle. And hot knives. And hot knives was the stupidest. <laughs> I To this day, it seems like the worst way to try and smoke drugs is by putting, and you need to have like an old stove to get away with this today, mm-hmm. but those stoves. Stoves that have the coiled burners. Classic. You put two knives in the coils and then you turn the <laughs> burner on full blast, almost like you're going to brand somebody with the knives. And then you pick up a little piece of hash between the two burning knives and squish it together. And as it's burning, you suck in the hot, you know, smoke yeah, yeah, yeah. without trying to burn your face. Don't on put the your lips on the knives. knives. <laughs> I mean, every university apartment that I would hang out in always had like a couple couple of knives in the drawer that were all burnt up. Yeah, you know, yeah. my mom used to be like, knives. what happened to these knives? I'd be like, I don't know, mom. I didn't even really smoke a lot of weed at university. I, you know, I would experiment here and there, mm-hmm. but probably more after university had more experiences, hands down. But uh, Me too. I didn't really get into weed. Uh, I dabbled in university. I think it was probably the awkwardness of going to buy weed, so I would never buy my own weed. If I was around it, I'd have some and I'd smoke it, but... There was a guy who used to sell weed in our apartment building. He was in the basement apartment, so you could go downstairs and knock on his door. He never liked that, though, because he preferred to get the buzz. Yeah. But I was never going to do it. I did it once, knocked on his door, and I just found the process of getting weed from him 
so awkward because you sit on the couch. You got to have that like conversation with whoever else is in there. Yeah, and pretend you like you're into what they're up to, and really you just want to get like get your weed and get the hell out, out of there. <laughs> yeah, I totally. I mean, I I, uh, I guess when I lived in London the first. No, would it have been the second time? Doesn't matter. But anyway, I knew this guy and he sold weed and uh, him and his brother did. Yeah. And I'd go to their apartment and I knew them from like their sister. Okay. So they were kind of acquaintances. Yeah. But I'd show up to buy a little bit of weed every once in a blue moon. And I, yeah, I always get like stuck and I'm sure they felt just as awkward about it. But mm-hmm. you have that stupid conversation with someone <laughs> that you don't even want to have. You just want to be like, hey, thanks. Bye. And leave. Everybody would probably prefer that, but you feel obliged because you know people in common to have that, oh, what are you guys up to these days? Yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to just leave, too. They don't want you to jet right away because that sends off warning flags. That's true. Yeah, they want you to chill, actually, for a little while and make chit-chat. So that's pretty much why I was not interested, you know, especially as a woman. You don't want to go sit in a guy's apartment. I mean, the guys were nice. I just didn't really know them overly well. But I will say, they were the ones who introduced me to the Chappelle show. Oh, yeah? Because I showed up once, and of course, they were super high watching Chappelle show. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this. They're like, you never seen Rick James, bitch? You know, like that skin. I'm like, no, nah, I have no idea what you're talking about. So we sat there. They were high. I was like stone sober. Right. And they started playing me some stuff uh, from Chappelle show. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, but I'm sure God. way better if you were stoned. <laughs> Did you ever get into Chappelle show, Bundes? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. hilarious. You've never been a weed guy, eh? I uh smoked quite a lot in in high school. Oh yeah. And had a lot of bad experiences. Um like walking into class high, having to do presentations oh, high. Dude. Oh, no. What are you doing? That's like, uh, yeah, you're going to crush the vibe instantly. I remember one day I had a presentation in a history class and I was baked off my ass. And um, I was one of three presenters in my group. So we're standing up at the front and the two girls in my group are, are reading their portion of it. And it comes to my my turn, and the whole time, just leading up to me speaking, I'm watching the room, and I can feel everybody's eyes on me, and I, <laughs> I can tell they know I'm they know I'm stoned, man, you know. <laughs> and paranoid. Uh, it came to me, and I started to read, and I got about one sentence in, and then I just literally put the paper down, and I walked right out of the room. Shut up! <laughs> you re- left. I just walked out of the room, <laughs> and I remember I spent the next forty five minutes stone pacing around the bathroom, figuring out like how am I going to. Explain this to the teacher. <laughs> yeah, did you just say, "Oh, I felt sick. I thought I was going to throw up and had to leave"? No, I actually literally walked back in and I told her, "Like, Miss, I got a problem. I smoke way too much weed. I couldn't. I, I was just straight up with her. What? Wow. Yeah, she gave me a B on it anyway, which was the best part. And she was super hot. I was always flirting with her and like, oh, <laughs> is this the French teacher? No, this was Miss Pastilli. This was the other one. There was Miss oh. Alimo, the hot French teacher, and there was yeah. Miss Pastilli. Wow. Um, so she gave me a B anyway, but. Uh, yeah, like I literally was just up front with her. I was like, "Miss, I was super stoned." I, Did you I, say that in front of the class or just? No, I went. Oh. I went back to her after the class and and just told her straight. And uh, man, you're lucky. Like, because I guess she could have like called the cops on you or called your mom. Well, there was definitely teachers I would not have been that forthcoming with, but mm. I I I had a like there was a handful of teachers that I was fairly close with that I like got along with, um, and I knew she was one of them, and she would she would be cool with it. Mm-hmm. Not that she was cool with it, but she wouldn't she wouldn't like 
throw the book at me. Yeah, go so. next level on it. I, you know, I'm glad I didn't drink, uh, smoke a lot of weed in high school and stuff. Especially you see all the studies now that show like people smoke a lot of weed while their brain is developing and cause permanent damage to your brain. And, yes, it does. Um, I mean, it look, does. if I, if I have like a if I'm away at uh, some party weekend and there's lots of joints going around, say it's like a camping weekend. Yeah. Um, I. It, if, if I smoke weed three days in a row all day or, or all weekend, all through a weekend, it makes, it just, it kills my short-term memory. Yeah. It destroys it. And mm. it makes me lost for words and scatterbrained and it makes me a little bit agitated, a little anxious. Mm. So yeah, that's not really, I can't be like a all day high kind of person. Yeah. yeah I have Maybe you got to get like good that. at it. I don't know. Yeah, I have <laughs> friends that are like that. They, they, they spend the entire day high. They do their job like that. And you, would, you wouldn't really know because that's just how their normal operating speed. But for me, I've always been paranoid whenever I smoke weed. Mm. So that's why I don't really smoke it anymore. Now, the only time I do is like at home by myself when I'm about to go to bed or if I want to get like have a like a retrospective mental or like a meditative kind of like thought process mm-hmm. i might smoke it just a little bit but i can't do it around other people i get too paranoid hmm. I, I remember really... I, I used to see things man when i was younger smoking weed i would walk into rooms and i would see black shadows flying all over the wall and i'd be like <laughs> either i'm possessed by the devil or there's well, like something wrong with me your you know? brain your brain is yeah. broken Fucked or you, you weren't smoking you were smoking weed that had been sprayed with something yeah. i don't know besides yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen anything. I've been paranoid and I've had bad experiences where I was like freaking out. I just like that you can get blitzed and then uh, the next day feel fine, you know, like uh, as compared to all alcohol. And like just how- physically, mentally, you may not feel, or for me, <laughs> I may not feel fine, but you're right. You don't feel hung over. No, I hate being hung yeah. over. That's my, yeah, and I never want to feel that way. That's why in many ways I prefer marijuana to booze because I just have a, a little bit of booze and I'll have a, a joint and I'll feel great. Um, whereas if I drink too much, my next day is ruined and it's not worth it for me to ruin a weekend day, you know? Everything's in moderation. The it's nice so thing true. about it, if you have a little bit of weed with a couple of drinks, it it's makes it, it makes it feel like you've had more to drink. <laughs> yeah. And uh and just gives you like a nice rounded out buzz. But yeah, it's gotta be the right environment too. You know, the the way I, for people who don't smoke weed, the way I describe it to them is like, it just, I find it'll exaggerate anything you're feeling. So if you're angry, it can make you angrier. If something seems funny, it might seem funnier. If mm-hmm. music sounds good, it'll sound better to you. Mm-hmm. But if you're anxious, it'll make you feel more anxious. Right. I, I don't get how I've never had an experience where if I've been anxious, weed has calmed me down mm. in that situation. But, uh. I try and make sure it's a controlled environment, right place, right time. And that there's no bad vibes around because bad vibes will just suck like themselves into my vortex. Yeah, I've never actually had like paranoia or anything on cannabis until recently, and that's like I think that's related to the pandemic and just like the, oh, yeah? the energy and just like you didn't want to be high anymore. Just the mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm more doing the moderation thing, but. I've I've had some fun. I got to say, I do. I really do like cannabis a lot. I really like it a lot. I want to try this skin cream stuff, the CBD oil. I I don't think it's going to make you feel good. Lather it on my body. Uh, I know a guy who is chronic, and he switched to full CBD weed. So yeah, he so smokes no the high. weed, so he doesn't really get high, but he gets some of the other like great sleeps and mm-hmm. all the stuff that come with it. But yeah. he said he had to. 
cut out weed for two weeks before he transitioned into CBD. Okay. Uh, so I'd be curious to see what that's like. You and know, just from a sleep aid, uh, you know, anything that would help you sleep a full night. Remember when my cat was peeing on my couch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the vet prescribed CBD oil, and then I just tap it on his nose, and then I found out he, you know, it was, it, the oil was not helping him. He's just an asshole. And it was just so expensive. The CBD oil is so expensive. A little bottle of it, a tiny little bottle of it, is like uh, seventy-five bucks? to a yeah. hundred dollars. So I still have it, and I'm just kind of been like, uh, uh, first of all, I don't even know how to take it. But I've been intrigued, so I've put some on my tongue sometimes. I don't really notice anything, but... Well, CBD, you wouldn't really notice, especially if you're regularly using THC. I've like, used CBD oil for headaches in the past, and you just kind of like put it under your tongue. So wait it... till I'm in pain with something, dealing with like a headache? Yeah, or try like... it next time you have a headache, like put a little bit under your tongue, like a couple droplets under your tongue, and okay. let it just kind of absolve under there. But again, I think to really realize the benefits, if you're a regular weed smoker or something, you'd almost have to like drop the weed for a bit. And Why? then you might, well, because I think your body like is used to this intake. So Bundus doesn't smoke weed, so CBD would have like a different effect on him than it would have on you. Mm. Like the guy I was telling you about who quit weed for two weeks before he started just going with like straight CBD weed. Mm. Gotcha. So I think you would have to like abstain for a while in order to feel the benefit of that oil. Okay. Because otherwise you're just looking for that high feeling and you're not going to get it from CBD. Yeah, that's okay. I just want the benefits for the bod, you know? Yeah. And you said it worked for your headaches, though, didn't it, Bundes? Like yeah, it sometimes? Helped. Yeah, it definitely helped. I got to wow. get some more. It's just so expensive. It's you know? so expensive. Yeah. How does that compare to your uh, nicotine oil here for your vape? That's about 50 bucks for a 120 milliliter tube, which will last me, you know, uh, three weeks to four weeks. Okay. How long did that CBD oil last you? <laughs> Not as long. Really? Yeah. Oh, you were crushing it? Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I thought you were using it like Advil, you know, like you have a bottle and it's there for six months. Yeah, the problem is I use Advil like it's candy. Oh, uh, well, use CBD oil like it's candy, so isn't that way more gentle on your stomach? It probably is. I just deal with so much pain and I'm so used to popping pills for everything. It's 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 like, it's mm. my... Um, Achilles heel, these these medications. Yeah, my husband is the same way, and he was addicted to Percocets too. He's he pops Advil like it's no big deal. Man, your your liver and kidneys, I I feel for them. Yeah, me too. I I mean, I went and had a blood test, mm -hmm. and they told me my liver enzymes were a bit high. I don't know if we addressed this on the podcast or not, but my doctor's like, yeah, you might want to cut back on the booze because mm -hmm. I was crushing a good twenty drinks a week through like you know part of the pandemic yeah good part of it um which isn't hard to do if you add up like seven days of casual drinking plus going a little harder on weekends taking the odd day off here and there but uh yeah i know you know it's very easy to let it get away from you i stopped drinking i only drink like on the weekend now like friday and saturday night mm -hmm. whereas at the beginning of the pandemic i was you know same as you like a couple bottles every week mm -hmm. yeah um, but it's it's the pills man it's the pills i know I, I wasn't a couple of bottles but i was definitely a bottle i was definitely doing a couple bottles you were right yeah. what, do, what do you do on a weekend now like a 26 ounce bottle of whiskey through an entire weekend or will you have something left over on monday i'm only doing like two drinks on friday and two drinks on saturday my drinks are bigger so it's probably more like four and four so but i'm it's like half a bottle i finish 
Okay. Uh, over a weekend. So a bottle lasts me two weekends now. It's crazy because that's a huge difference from the beginning of the pandemic. And me too. I've really cut back on my alcohol. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to talk to you about you and your routine. She's <laughs> doing Pilates every day. Every She's day. eating well. Getting so strong, I don't guys. eat ketchup. I don't like condiments. It's just sugar. You know what? It's just sugar. <laughs> but it, it's, it's funny because once you start that process of like trying to get yourself healthy through exercise and eating, it's it's really tough those first few days. But once, once you, as soon as you get like four or five days under your belt mm. and you see, you start to feel better, you start to see results, then you get on this 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 war path of like you you don't want to break the, the trend that you've started, right? You, yeah. You create the habit. And now it's like, I don't want to eat that shit anymore because I'm feeling better. I I'm, feel so much better. Yeah. And also, like, I will say that life does get in the way sometimes. Like, it was my husband's birthday yesterday, and uh, we ate the treats of pizza, and it was so delicious. But it's funny how that having that one treat has given me cravings for all of them. Sure. Like, I want it all now. I Whereas know. if um, he also, like, got to pick where we ordered dinner from on, fr- on Saturday night, and we had, like, a big old plate, plate of creamy pasta which was probably not ideal, but now I want more. It's all like when you're eating healthy, you don't need it. But once you slip up, then you're, oh my God, it's so easy to spin out of control, but I'm, I'm catching myself. I'm pretty good with moderation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I find like with drinking, I was very rarely hungover. Just it would be like more um, when it caught you off microdosing, guard. you know, like yeah. well, the reason why I drank so much, you know, prior to that doctor's appointment was like, I'd be two o'clock on a Saturday, we'd be watching a movie or something. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to crush a tequila right now. <laughs> and then I might be like, you know what? I'm going to have one more. Yeah. And then I might wait a couple hours and then I might have another one yeah, and then yeah. another one and then wait a bit. And before you know it, you know, like I was never hammered in any particular time, Yeah. but I was just microdosing All through day. the day on a Saturday and I do it on a Sunday and maybe yeah. even like Friday. So now I just start later and, you know. If I start later, what's later for oh, you now? Uh, sometimes seven, eight at night on a weekend no. or something. Yeah. Because I start at three on a Friday. I have my first beer at three. It depends. If I keep myself busy, I don't... Uh, don't even notice uh, it. Don't even notice. If I'm just sitting bored watching TV or a movie or something, which doesn't happen a lot, that's when I start to think about it. Idle time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But if I can push it, I push it as long as I feel like, uh, not that I can, I can push it longer if I wanted to, but I usually keep it out of mind and then eventually I'll be like, you know what? I'll wait till after dinner now. There's right. no point in having a drink before dinner. And... Right. Yeah. Good for you. Wow. Still drinking. So <laughs> not that good. But well, can't give you that guys, up. You guys in your workout regimes and your fasting and all this stuff. You just Oof. buy yourself some yeah, dumbbells, man. What's you going on with the get on the program. I did two sets of bicep curls yesterday yeah? just for funsies. I'll do some tries today, man. Nah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you know what? Um, I got a vaccine appointment oh, I got to get to. Yes, huh? you do. My Pilates class is starting on Zoom very soon as well. I got a jet, friends. Thanks for checking out uh, today's podcast. Hang on, coming up next, we got the Daily Take Two. And uh, lots of fun weed talk coming up. Oh, yeah. Lots of weed talk. It's 420. If there's going to be a day we talk a lot about weed, it's going to be 420. As always, appreciate you checking out the podcast. The 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what? What's that? Today is 420, my friends. You know what that means. I know what that means. It is the... It means you want me to play some music. It's the unofficial weed holiday. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Yeah. Yeah. Three million new consumers will buy products from licensed stores this year alone, and people are down to experiment and try stuff from the store that they've never tried before. And that has a lot to do with the fact that it is controlled now, and people feel a little bit safer about dabbling. So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. What item is seeing a huge surge in sales right now. Is it the bong? Is it edibles? Now that they're controlled by the government, maybe you're not going to get greened out. Yeah, a little more oversight into Mm -hmm. how much of the product is in each different little square or cube or gummy or whatever. whatever. And then skin creams with CBD in them. You you hear a lot about skin creams. What do you think is the item people are interested in dabbling with the most? Can't be bongs. I mean, bong, that seems like so university era. <laughs> like you got that thing you put on your shelf, usually name it. <laughs> or someone made a homemade one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. <laughs> you know, I, I would have to think it would be edibles just because I feel like that is a product that appeals to the older generations as well yeah. as a like method of maybe sleep control and et cetera. And maybe it's a method to not smoke something. Yeah, and it's obviously you're not like damaging your lungs. You might be blowing through some brain cells. Well, give yourself a good stoner round of applause, man, because you you nailed that. All right. It's the edibles. Yeah. People, that's the number one product. Like, people want to get in on edibles. That's what they want. Gotta say, sometimes, like, if I'm just dabbling on a website, that you where you can buy legal cannabis products. There's so many things I just don't understand. Like yeah, they yeah, have like yeah. dabs and waxes, and yes. it's like I, it's all new to me. Shatter, shatter. <laughs> Remember the first time someone asked if you wanted somebody on the street was like, "Hey, hey, do you want to smoke some shatter?" I'm like, "Excuse me." You were assuming it was like crystal meth I'm or like, something, absolutely right? Absolutely not. No, I said no thanks. Uh, I thought it was some sort of illegal drug, but no, that's like uh, some sort of cannabis product you can buy. Yeah, I, I know. So if edibles are so <laughs> popular, and it's the one thing I have like pretty much zero experience with. I tried an edible once, and it did nothing to me, and mm-hmm. I've never felt the inclination to try it. You again. know, I'm in the exact same boat. Once I took an edible, I think and it someone's has like, a- oh yeah, <laughs> get ready, yeah, Woo! and then I was. <laughs> like i kind of feel a little tired and it was you know bought like it was manufactured by an edible company it wasn't like a homemade jobby where I, everything yeah. went to one side of the pan right you know which is the and fear. the poor sucker who got the you know the piece from that side of the pan watch out they're in the hospital meanwhile everybody from the left side of the pan is fine or they felt so nothing yeah, yeah. It's like, i don't know 
I'm kind of hungry, but I think that's just because I didn't eat enough for dinner. I think there's a lot of variables at play. There's like what's already in your stomach, what your tolerance is at. But yeah, we need an edible expert to give us a call and then we'll be able to walk you through it. But anyways, happy 420 Happy 420. Hey, 420 today. So the biggest category of cannabis product that's uh, growing the quickest is edibles. Mm -hmm. And that is a world I don't understand at all. (laughs) Tried it once, didn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. And um, Robert has got some guidance for us. So Robert, like if uh, if you were going to give some advice to somebody, what would you start off with? Well, you always want to only eat half of whatever. Like, no matter what you got, eat half first. And that it's funny because if you shop for edibles, you can get all kinds of different sizes. So you say yeah, eat half. You could have like a twenty milligram chewy thing. You could have a ten milligram one. You could have a two point five milligram one. Like mm. when you say eat half, can't you be more specific? Like only take this well, much. If you're just new, you always want to go smaller first. Mm-hmm. Uh, get the 2.5 first And if that doesn't do anything You go to the next size up Okay, and how long do you have to wait though Before you like Decide go, it's not gonna do It's not doing anything It's time to upgrade go, You always want to wait at least a half an hour I find that Anytime I've done an edible The longest it'll ever take to kick in is a half an hour Okay Now do you have anything in your stomach? Do you eat it? Is there, should you eat something first or no? Depending on your tolerance No If you eat something that decreases the high Because it's putting something through your system Your system is digesting it mm-hmm. So it's just working off the high altogether yeah, all right. What what would you do, like, if uh, as somebody who's got experience, it's uh, you got nothing planned for the day, you're just gonna like? Yeah, I I would go the max amount and eat it all at once and just get comatose on the couch. Okay, what's the max amount for you? Out of curiosity, for somebody who is like, I don't want to use the word chronic, but a regular user. The way I do it is, I usually take shatter cups. You do the shatter. It's- yeah, there's a gram of shatter usually in a shatter gummy, and I take the whole thing at once. Okay, so that would probably land Tucker in the hospital. <laughs> well, no, but he would probably fall asleep pretty quick. Oh, okay. God, you see, you know where I never have a problem with is just regular weed. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's usually what I do as well. It's just I'll smoke weed out of my bong or out of a joint. Yeah, and what? what uh, Tell us why do the bong. edibles, though? What? Why, why why do edibles then if you have the bong and you're comfortable with that? Well, some people just aren't comfortable. It's more of a social thing I do it for because, you know, not everyone likes to smoke. But, you know, yeah. everyone likes to eat. <laughs> <laughs> What's your bong like? Is it like a foot... You know, or a meter? Probably about a foot tall. Foot tall? And what's your bong's name? It has to have a name. Well, see, mine was covered in the Incredible Green Hulk. So you call it the Hulk? Yeah, it was just covered in mini Hulk. So that's what it was. was the Hulk. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate your guidance here. Not a problem. All right, take it easy. We just got a text from Joe. Mm-hmm. Because we're gonna, because we're gonna. Because we're gonna. <laughs> he says, don't listen to him. 
Go for the 500 milligram chocolate bar to start. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Joe. I know enough that's to know that's problem. insane. That's an insane idea. <laughs> that's the problem. Is 500 that... <laughs> milligram. See you later. You know, most people, when they eat a little chewy or something, it's like 10 milligrams. <laughs> He's saying 500. That's like saying, hey, you want to get into tequila? Start with two bottles and funnel it. I don't know. That sounds like a terrible idea, but thanks for the text message. Appreciate it. It's Tucker and Mora. Happy 420. Three, two, one. Happy 420. Yeah. Uh, having some fun with 420 and reliving some moments I had at a 420 event in Toronto. Back when you could have 420 events. Right. So Sean has been kind enough to help us with this game. Sean, the way this works is... I'm going to play you a conversation I had with some people at a 420 event, and then you're going to have to guess what they do for a living. <laughs> and we start with Chris. It's 420. It's a celebration. It's a holiday. I consider it a holiday. It's my happy holiday. And tell me about that uh, bong you have there. It hits really good. It always takes someone's breath away. It's, it's an eyepiece, I guess. It's, it's very nice. Yeah, so what are you crushed at, man? All right, for sure. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. It's definitely a hitter. It takes your lungs away. <laughs> I feel like you just got punched in the chest. It, is, it did. Every hit is uh, it, it's a head rush. It uh, it definitely it's a good bong. I love it. It's a it's a morning thing, a night thing. I get up, smoke, go to bed, smoke. You know? What do you do when you're not at 420? I uh. Now, what does Chris do when he's not at a 420 event? Does Chris work at a fast food restaurant? Does he stay at home all day watching Netflix? Or does he drive a forklift? I'd have to say he works in a restaurant. What do you do when you're not at 420? I uh, work, work living every day. Driving a forklift. Driving a forklift. I would not have picked a forklift. Yeah. (laughs) Keep in mind, this is what they did at that time, right? Right. This is a flashback edition of 420. We move on to Kennedy. Happy 420, bitches! <laughs> What's been the highlight so far? The people not letting us in their tent, and then the other people letting us in their tent. Who didn't let you in their tent? Those people right over there! What's their problem? I don't know, they're not 420 friendly. So, how much weed have you smoked today? I've eaten more than I've smoked. Oh yeah, what's your favorite thing to eat with weed in it? Anything with weed in it. <laughs> and what do you do when you're not celebrating 420 down here? That is Kennedy. Does she go to school and smoke weed? Does she work as a dog walker? Or does she work at a grocery store? Mm, that's a hard one. I'd say uh, the first one. And what do you do when you're not celebrating 420 down here? I go to school and smoke weed. Yeah! Good for you! You nailed it! You got that one. Next up! What's your name? People call me Solo Dolo. Oh, what does solo dolo mean? Lonely stoner. That's my bong. I've got some figures in it. I've got Goku, Goku figure in it, a Frieza figure in it, and a Pit figure in it. Yeah, they're like little uh, action figures almost, but what is that from? Uh, I just uh, I just got them, and I've decided to put them in there. But, like, is that from a movie? Is that from a game? From Dragon Ball Z, and this is from Super Smash Brothers. Goku and Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. What are we doing here? It looks like you're loading some sort of one hit. Uh, but, uh, no, this is a popper. You brew it slowly at first, and yeah, brewing, brewing, and you pop it through. Oh! <laughs> wow. 
decent. I smoked I smoked too big a poke sometimes, but I feel like that's gonna destroy you, man. <laughs> eh. And what do you do when you're not at a 420 event? I'm honestly uh... solo dolo. Does he work in landscaping? Does he work at a weed store, or does he not really do a lot? The third one. What do you do when you're not at a 420 event? Uh, I'm honestly, uh, I live up in a Bancroft, so yeah, I don't really do a whole lot. Nice job, yeah. And happy 420. It is Tucker and Mora. Uh, here's a question I'd love for you to answer. Have you ever worked at a restaurant and eaten the food off somebody else's unfinished plate? Ooh. Uh, reason why I bring this up is a restaurant worker has gone viral after a video of her eating uh, what is somebody else's steak at a restaurant over a garbage can. Like mm-hmm. before throwing it out, mm-hmm. she grabs the steak and she starts eating it. And people are like kind of a little bit shocked that she's doing it. Let me see if I can play the audio of this sucker here. Eating someone else's New York shrimp. It's not a big deal. I can afford my own. Yeah, so she's eating somebody else's New York strip. I don't see anything wrong with that. I really don't. We waste a lot of food in restaurants, and if somebody wants to eat something that's going to end up in the garbage anyways, and it's the kind of cut of meat that normally you couldn't treat yourself to, I don't see anything wrong with that. You could slice off the part that the guy maybe chomped on, you know, create yourself your own little steak. By the way, she's not like setting a place for herself with a plate and knife and fork. She's literally (laughs) hovering over a garbage bin, holding the steak in her hands and eating it with her hands. Right. But, you know, I mean, obviously, let's just remove the pandemic. Yeah. Because, you know, that would be a concern. And, of course, this is in the U.S. And uh, I can't even tell you, like, when the video was shot. I know it was posted recently. Um but I've been there. I, I worked at a restaurant in Montreal, mm-hmm. and I was a busboy, and they wouldn't let us, like, have a break to eat something. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I, I don't even know how they got away with it, but it was just one of those things where, like, servers could take a moment if they were working an all-day shift yeah. and have, like, a break, uh-huh. but the bus staff couldn't. No. Like, so <laughs> I, I literally would be, like, I felt like I was stealing food in order because I was so hungry. Oh, my God. So I'd bring a plate in, like, that I'd bust off a table and there'd be fries on it and I'd be stuffing fries in my mouth before like dumping the rest of the plate in the garbage. And it wasn't because I was just like, hey, it's going to go to waste. I was literally like so hungry. I would take off people's plates before I'd take the plate out into the dining room. Where did, what kind of restaurant <laughs> did you work at? I worked at? at a golf course. And before I'd, if, if oftentimes, especially when it comes to fries, Sometimes you just have too many fries in the fryer and somebody would get loaded with fries. So I'd be like, taking a few for myself before I take this one out there. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If somebody got way too many French fries, that means that I was getting a few too before the service. (laughs) (laughs) You take it at the start of Mm -hmm. the trip, Mm -hmm. not the at the end. Right, right. Oh, boy, that seems to be wrong. (laughs) Right. Okay, well, if you worked as a server or work as a server and you have experience eating off of customers' plates, we'd love to hear from you. Tucker and Mora, we're just asking, uh, you know, if you worked at a restaurant, did you ever eat somebody's unfinished meal? Uh, Kevin, what's your story, man? I used to work at a luxury hotel, and I had a colleague who was a room service server, and he, I don't think he ever ate at home, because he constantly ate the food 
off the room service cards that came down from the room. Mm. And would that kind of turn you off a little bit, or you were on board with the idea? No, that's the absolute worst thing ever. <laughs> but it, it was a, it was a luxury hotel, so like this guy was eating well. I I see the issue would be like sometimes people put those room service trays like out in the hallway and they sit there for hours and hours, and if it takes that long for you to get the tray back, exactly. Yeah. And you do all kinds of weird things with in hotels. Who knows what they're doing with that food that they put back on the room service? That's true. Cart. I mean, you're literally dealing with a meal that was kept inside somebody's room with the door closed for a period of time. Whereas, exactly. like at least in a regular restaurant, chances are somebody's not like naked right? right like people could be eating their meal naked they that's could, right. they could bump into the for. tray and then all of a sudden their butt touches the steak you know <laughs> like what or could be worse exactly yep so that's that's as close as i've gotten i've never done it but this guy i tell you that that is his sole source of nutrition i think because he did it all the time wow yeah wow. well at least food's not going to waste right and it's good food that it was very good food. Yeah, but the door's closed. You don't know what goes on, you know? I, yeah. I, do I think I would I draw the line at the door closed for sure. <laughs> Kevin, thanks, man. Thanks. Have a good one. We got a text from Ian. He says if he worked at the keg, he would have no problem finishing off people's plates that were coming back into the kitchen. Mm. Oh, yeah. Amy uh, works or worked at a restaurant and um, and has experience with eating off people's plates. Amy, what kind of restaurant was it? Well, they served like lots of different stuff, but it was like there was pizza at the time. Ah, okay. But, I mean, I'm sure there's many times where like servers would, you know, maybe eat the other half of the sandwich that was left, or if there was like a couple wings or you know fries or something. Like, there's come on. You, in your youth, you've never been out at a bar and then, like, met a random and made out with them? Is that not worse? Making out with a stranger at a bar <laughs> or <laughs> eating off a stranger's plate, oh, I mean, you're right. Oh, it's yeah. very much the same thing it because, is. really, worst case scenario is you're dealing with bodily fluids, right? In both <laughs> cases. Amy, how many people that you worked with would eat food off the plate when it came back to the kitchen? Was it like 50% or was it everybody? Oh, but that's probably like 50%. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Was there like a secret club? Like you, once people, you, you knew they would eat off plates that you guys would talk more openly about it, but you'd have to make sure they were on the inn before? <laughs> yeah, you just kind of know, right? And then you just bring the plate back. You're like, oh, oh look, look what I have here. And did you ever fight over clearing certain tables because they had better food than other tables? Well, no, because if it's your table, then you have first dibs. Ah. ah. Your table, you got dibs. Okay. Would, you, would you ever offer anything you picked up from a table to any of your staff who weren't working that table? Uh, well, of course, if it's your friend. Would you, would you replate it? Like put it on a different plate? No, you have time for that. Oh, yeah. So you just take a bite and you toss it. <laughs> By the way, I did the same thing. I'm not I'm not judging. I'm just asking questions. I want to get into like a little bit more of uh, you know, what was going on in your world. Well, there you go. You have it. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Amy. Appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. See you later. Okay, bye. It's Tucker and Mora. I know this is gonna blow a lot of people's minds, but one of the actors who played the role of Batman is coming back to reprise the role of Batman. Now, is it George Clooney? <laughs> is it Val Kilmer? 
or is it Michael Keaton? Listen. Yeah, who's you? Who's your favorite Batman? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. my dear friend and longtime colleague, Michael Keaton, <laughs> who I happened to work with on a movie called RoboCop, <laughs> and who I even had a one-on-one scene with. Yeah, in the movie where him and I were the only two actors on set that day. Okay. Yeah. So you're damn right. I'm putting my money. On the one and only Michael Keaton, who happens to also be my favorite Batman. Yeah, Michael Keaton is coming back to play Batman. Yes! But it's not exactly what you think. All right. What did you hear, Bundes? I believe it's like an alternate timeline. Like it's like a different multiverse or something like that. Yeah. So so this is an older Batman. This is going to be for the new Flash movie. It's confirmed that Michael Keaton is going to be playing Batman, and I guess what's happened is that uh, the, in the in the Flash movie, mm. there's going to be some sort of like trip back in time, and then there, he's going to run into like Michael Keaton's Batman character. I'm just going to text him and tell him I'm so excited <laughs> for his reprisal of that role. Hold on. Yeah. Hey, Mikey. Awesome news, buddy, old pal. Chat soon, your friend Moji. Wow, that's great. So cool. He was awesome in Batman. Those movies, he was so good. Yeah, I I think he was pretty good, but I thought the movies themselves were a little bit on the cheese side. I mean, Christian Bale's Batman are the movies that I appreciate the most out of all of them that they've made. A different tone. I mean, you're talking Tim Burton versus Christopher Nolan. I know. It's a different time, but if I were to look back on which were my favorite, and it's like the Dark Knight series. It's, you know, it's all that stuff. Dark Knight, not only is it like probably the best superhero movies, it's like some of the best movies ever made. They were great movies. They were great movies. I know you're a fan. They're just so deep, man. Christopher Nolan hit so many different topics on that movie that's unbelievable. Like, I don't, I bet you didn't realize at the beginning of the movie, he's paralleling the man, man and woman falling from, from the Garden of Eden literally as. Uh, Rachel gives him the the arrow he he takes from the knowledge of good and evil and then he literally falls through a hole like the whole movie the the dark knight is 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 a mer- par- parallel image of the tower of babel story from the bible he, that movie is so genius in every aspect like that film series i can't get enough of it i love it i love it <laughs> Why don't you text Christian Bale? But this is like, I love the biblical references. I'm like, I like the way Batman talk. Uh, Where are the drugs? Where are the drugs? Where are the drugs? drugs? Cool ass car. Uh, Morgan Freeman was badass in that. Yeah, Morgan Freeman was a good one. I like the armor and the room where he went to for all the gadgets. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I like the uh, symbolism of the bat cape and the way it moved over the horizon at the wrong time. We all have the things we like in the Batman movies. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.